Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of 99 Problems But A Boss Ain't One. My name is Michelle Pratt, I'm the owner of Dive Deeper Development, a personal development training and coaching business. And I'm Katie Carlisle and I own The Wheel Exists, a Squarespace website design and training business. And today we're going to have a look at the subject of freelancer guilt. Now the opportunities for freelance guilt are never ending, so how do you cope? So you might feel guilty for not working enough. You might feel guilty for working too much. You might feel guilty for not seeing your family enough or for not giving your full attention when you're with them. Or you might feel guilty for over-delivering to a client, but then you might feel guilty for under-delivering to a client. In fact, there's always an endless list of things you could feel guilty about as a freelancer. There are so many rules about what we're supposed to do and being freelancers, we probably break all of them. In fact, Katie, we have a we have, we have have a whole list, don't we, of, of, we, of things you might feel guilty we about. Do. do you want to share with us some, yeah, of, so, some of that list? So we just we did a, a quick brainstorm about what what things some freelancers have got to feel guilty about and it it really having written this down we're now like oh okay I get it why we we kind of feel like guilty and stressed and burdened all the time um so we feel guilty about money we feel guilty about not earning enough money we might feel guilty about spending money so anytime you go to a coffee shop because you want a change of scenery to kind of help yourself uh you know to 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 help get your creative juices flowing but there's a cost associated with that so you can start to feel guilty about that not bringing in enough money, when the money's coming in, chasing like payments. Money is a whole pit of, of guilt. And then we feel guilty about time. So not having enough time, not spending the time effectively, procrastinating, not spending enough time with people that we love, not spending enough time on client work or spending too long on client work and feeling like we're not working efficiently. Uh, we could feel guilty about the quality of work that we're delivering. So feeling like we haven't done something to our best standard we feel guilty about missing deadlines or even coming close to deadlines sometimes. Um, I think some people feel guilty about growth as well. I think some people feel a pressure to grow and when they don't succeed by the kind of conventional metrics of earning more money or taking on staff or having an office, then they feel guilty. Um, People feel guilty about not promoting themselves enough or networking you know I should be putting myself out there and I just don't feel like I've got the time or energy um or or perhaps promoting yourself too much oh I don't want to bother people you know my friends are famished I don't want to badger them exactly and same with clients as well you know feeling like you're you know when when you've got to, to nudge a client 70 times to get something done you start to feel a bit like you're bothering them um Michelle I know we had a few more that you've um mentioned as well well, I was just thinking about whatever. Sometimes I go through periods where whatever it is I focus on, I feel like I should be focusing on the other stuff. So I think a friend of mine said there's three broad areas to being a freelancer: there's the actual doing of the work, there's the actual managing of the work, and then there's sort of all the admin stuff. But then you also you've got family life as well. So over the summer, I had a, a house I was buying, a house I was doing up for rental, and I had a business to develop. And whichever one of those three things I put my focus on, I had this feeling that I really should have been given more attention to the other two things. And it didn't matter how where what I took my put my attention to, I just felt bad about the other stuff. Yeah, exactly. It sometimes feels like we can't win. And I think um, once something I saw the other day on Twitter actually was about email, which is, I think, is a big source of guilt for people and just communication in general. So I saw somebody had put um, a tweet to say, if you're one of the people that I owe an email to, please know that I'm racked with guilt about not replying to you every day. And the responses to that were phenomenal. You know, it's it's it had gone pretty viral because it resonated with so many people of the, I know I owe you an email. I know I owe you some communication, but I just haven't got around to it yet. 
Um, and then I think social media is the other one, ironically, that also adds to guilt of I'm spending too much time on Twitter. I'm not spending enough time on Twitter. Um, you know, it's, am I posting the right things? I'm not getting enough engagement. Oh, I'm not doing it right. I'm not interacting with people enough. I think with, with all of these different areas around, uh, around freelancing, admin is another one, I think, as well. Of, like you've mentioned, Michelle, what, you know, where do you focus your attention? Either I'm worrying that you're spending too much time on admin or not enough time. I think that comes down to a lot of it is, is where you're allocating your time. So that might be something to unpick in this episode as well is why do we worry about yeah. where we put our time as well? Should we be thinking about it in terms of time or should we think about it in terms of results, for example? And I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I think there's so many like things to feel guilty about in terms of just business stuff as well. So we see people, so, so you get all these social media marketers online and in LinkedIn and they're saying, do you have a marketing plan? <gasps> you you don't. You should have a marketing plan. And great. Now I feel bad about that. Or do you know? Do you have a plan for growth? Do you have a business plan with like earning figures for the next five years? <gasps> oh my god, you'll never be never be good at business. And it's like, yeah, if I listen to every guru, I mean, all of these things are important. And I turn my attention to all of them. But if I listen to every guru for all of them, I would spend all the time in the managing my business and none of it actually doing my business. So you kind of have to get a bit of balance. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of marketing is done through through fear or through that or through kind of you know almost targeting that guilt that you feel um you know a lot of I mean I, I've I, I'm not a parent myself but from from what I hear from parents I think a lot of marketing at parents is very much based on guilt of you don't want your baby to suffer do you in which case you need these 7000 products in your life and and i think with you know with freelancing it's like oh do you want to have a better business oh well you have to do all of these things in order to do it and if you don't then you're not a legitimate freelancer um that's it you're not a proper business you're exactly. not a proper business if you don't do all of this stuff if you don't follow that business model you're not a proper business exactly and i think actually imposter syndrome and guilt are quite linked as well um there's a yeah. reason why imposter syndrome was our first ever episode because I think it's so common to freelancers and I think that can lead to us feeling guilty and so I think the first thing before we look at what we can do about guilt is to just think about actually what happens when we feel guilty like what's the impact on us when we feel yeah. guilty I, I feel like there ought to be a little song here it's like guilt what is good for <laughs> absolutely, absolutely nothing, nothing. <laughs> I, I wish i sorry i can't sing I, I need better production values around the songs but um yeah it, it's 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 kind of actually do you know what guilt serves it does serve a good purpose it's a good thing it's like kind of that, that little emotional nudge that tells us we maybe should have done something better but too much of it is is equally unhelpful as well so it's nice to have standards and things but at the same time we <laughs> It, it, if you if if you end up concentrating on the guilt you feel about things, it can be quite paralysing. I think you just end up not doing anything, or you start to it hits your motivation pretty hard, and you end up dragging your heels, and um and start to follow a sort of a set of processes or, or rules, or try to do things in a particular way, which you're not really engaged in, which you're not really filling you with joy, and possibly aren't even take you in the right direction. So procrastination is a common one. Um, we're worried worried about. Sometimes it's actually fear of feeling guilty, and not guilty that's the issue, and therefore we start to drag our heels or to be indecisive, and of course that can make things worse from a business perspective. Yeah, and sometimes I think I feel guilty about feeling guilty. <laughs> and, it's just, <laughs> and it's just a spiral. And I think that the procrastination is definitely something there. I think, it, you know, if 
if I'm if I'm feeling guilty that I've not replied to an email, just to use that Twitter example, then I think I, it's almost that like if I haven't replied to it within 24 hours, it's going to take me a week to reply to it almost because I, I, I because as soon as I get to that guilt phase, I'm like, oh no, I feel really bad. Okay, well when I reply, I'm going to have to be really apologetic and. And, 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 and I don't really want to do that yet. So I'm going to procrastinate on it because I don't want to say that I'm sorry because that's embarrassing because then I feel ashamed. And so I want to hide from the shame by procrastinating. But actually then it makes it worse because I'm trying to hide from it and it adds to the guilt. So, and then it makes you stressed, which could obviously make you less effective and everything. So I think like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you don't need to feel guilty. But I think sometimes it's a lot easier said than done. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, thanks. I hadn't thought about it yeah. like that before. <laughs> oh, I'll just turn off that <laughs> But emotion. now that you've said that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're going to try and look at some, in this episode, we're going to try and look at some, um, some, some kind of techniques, uh, especially taking Michelle's awesome training skills and development skills um, to, to for how you can manage guilt rather than just switching it off. How can you deal with it? So Michelle, what, what can we do? What, what are some things we can do? Yeah, so I kind of joked, what is what is guilt good for? And I think one of the things that people don't think about, one of the questions that you, people don't ask is when they fit any emotion, to be honest, but particularly like if you're thinking, if you're feeling guilty about stuff, just take a moment to ask yourself, what is the purpose of guilt? I mean, what is it good for? And a lot of people don't ask themselves that. And every emotion you have serves a purpose there's normally an evolutionary purpose normally it's normally a good intention behind it and and guilt tends to arise when you've broken some unwritten rule about how things should be done so you know you say i'll feel bad that i should have answered that email or i feel bad that i should be spending my time or money more wisely and it's kind of that rule now sometimes the the rules that oh i should have done that i ought to do this or you should never do that quite often those rules they can be your own rules more often than not they tend to be someone else's rules or you've just internalized your own standards and that's what guilt does it tells you that you've fallen short of your own standards or that you've fallen short of someone else's rules and priorities normally given to you by your authority figures so parents teachers society the media religion or whatever so it's that it's that little like i said emotional nudge that tells you oh i've done something wrong and if you think about it that's kind of a good thing because we do have standards for how the world should be and if we do fall short we feel bad and when we feel bad the idea is that we don't screw up again or that we we make sure that we we hold ourselves to a higher standard next time around so there's kind of a good it's good to feel guilty it means that we care and it means that we have a set of standards I think when you feel too much guilt and maybe um, the guilt is unhelpful is it's a sign that maybe the rules aren't yours. So one of the first things um, that I would ask myself is, okay, what am I feeling guilty about? And then I ask myself, well, and you can spot these rules like should, would, have to, mustn't, can't, never, always. You hear those these words coming out of your mouth or through your head. That's a rule about life. And I'd ask yourself, where does it come from? And are those rules correct? So, I mean, Katie, you've you've probably heard loads. I mean, what kind of, um, I don't know, give me some examples of some of the things you should do or that we've been brought up to believe that you should do or should have. Oh, uh, yeah, so many that I think, yeah, for freelancers, it's a challenge like, oh, you know, in the old fashioned ways of working, like you you should work from nine to five, you, you should go into an office, you should dress smart for work, you should grow your company if you're starting to increase the business you need to take on staff because then you'll be successful like you 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 should you shouldn't swear at your work you definitely shouldn't do that it's very unprofessional and uh, so many (laughs) 
I know, yes, you should find an employer, work hard, and they'll reward you in, in the old times. And so one of the things you can do to feel less guilty, I think, is just to... It's just to ask yourself, are those rules correct? So who said you're supposed to keep nine to five hours if that's not your thing? Who said you need to earn the same amount every month and you need to project your income if you're covering your bills? Who says you have to work at a single place of work? Who says you can't carry, you know, travel around the world like a digital nomad? Um, and, and who cares if you're climbing the corporate ladder and getting to the top of a senior management position or like you're running a big business with lots of people? These are these are rules that have come from other people, and to me, I, okay, I find this so much when I coach people. So I coach a lot of freelancers and and small businesses as as well as people in big ones too. But with freelancers especially, I often find guilt comes up. So people will come to me for coaching on their time management or their scheduling priorities or to refocus their business. And you, well, you probably wouldn't be surprised because you know just how many times we end up having a conversation about guilt. And you might be thinking, well, what, where, how have we ended up talking about that? But it's not a person's ability to manage their time they're really smart people it's the the, this idea of what they should be doing with their time and that conflict if they just were left to their own devices they'd absolutely smash it no bother it's quite funny not funny haha yeah i think i guess that comes back to what we were saying earlier isn't it about like about how we allocate our time being that thing that we feel guilty about so it's yeah is it something where actually we're not we're not doing it we're not being true to ourselves as it were or is it society's rules so I guess like if you if if you set up your freelance job to have more time with your family but as a result of your freelancing you're having less time with your family then that guilt is obviously then telling you something about the fact that you're not keeping it like in line and it's something you always mention Michelle your your why knowing what your your why yes, is what's your motivation sure. for doing something and actually it's telling you that you're out of sync with that motivation so it's not necessarily about the it, it's not necessarily about the thing you're doing is wrong it's about it doesn't match your expectations that you've set for yourself yeah um and so I think with, with the time stuff, I know that's something that I always worry about is like, am I spending my time effectively? Should I be working more? Should I be working less? Um, and, and so sometimes, you know, I, if I'm feeling a bit under the weather, or if my anxiety is bad, then I might say, right, okay, I'm not really feeling like I'm doing any kind of good work here. I'll give myself a break. But then sometimes I'll feel guilty for having a break and feel like, oh, I should be working. What, and not, not that there's a right answer for everybody, but how can how can people manage that if they're if they're sick for example that's a big source of guilt for freelancers i think you know if they're if they're ill and they can't work and they feel like they're kind of letting letting people down but also if you don't work you don't get paid so um how can we how can we manage the issues around the time we're spending and how can we reconcile that and should we be focusing more on the the kind of bigger picture and the, the outcomes yeah, I think I think you'll find you'll always find guilt most mostly with time and money. Now we have other resources such as energy and 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 connection with people, but time and money are normally the things that most people in society measure stuff against. So they're the two resources that everything gets kind of measured by. So it's not unusual for people to feel guilty about how they're spending their time or their money. I, I divide this into to two two camps, Katie. So like I say, try and understand what it is you're feeling guilty about. 
and whose rules are they so who said it and i think then it goes into one of two things either your rules were right and that you have fallen short of a known standard or it's someone else's rules the one i see most commonly is where people like you described people going down their own path they're doing exactly what they wanted doing the right thing but the conflict comes from where they feel bad about it so i you know i've, I've coached creative people who feel bad about living a creative lifestyle like I don't know that doing creative work isn't somehow worthy as as generating you know income through selling stuff or or growing a business that has jobs or consulting it's not as highbrow and but they're doing exactly what they want to be doing it's someone else's rules and quite often you get people's they don't might not even realize it but the rules that they're kind of trying to live to or what they were taught at school or what they were taught from parents or grandparents you know they can maybe come from families that are a bit more traditional so i think first of all ask yourself is it someone else's rules and and, and really challenge that if that's the case and and I, I find a way that i can really get my head around this is that most of those rules that other people have served a good purpose so when your parents told you to get your head down and get a job with an employer you know be loyal to them and then they'll give you a good pension you can retire at one point in life that was that was a good um that was a good piece of advice and at one point in time this idea of getting your head down and grafting and having to put up with things you don't enjoy or sticking to an employer's rules or working extra hours our parents and our grandparents did that and so sometimes people have this attitude, well, my parents had to put up with this stuff, so why shouldn't I? And my grandparents grafted, so that's just how you are. That's how the world works. That's what you have to do. But that was great advice in the 50s after the war. You had to put up with with your lot, and then you had to do it. And for our parents, post-war, job security, it made sense to get a job with an employer. And there was a few decades ago that actually worked for people. That that was, a, that was security. But these days, that actually isn't that good advice anymore in fact you get more control over your career by being freelance because you can choose what you do and you can flex with the economy rather than being at the behest of an employee you're actually more secure so one of the things i end up talking to people about in coaching is is just say well hang on a minute, your parents grafted or your you know people in your religion gave you this advice because it was good advice back then it worked for your grandparents it worked for your parents it was happiness but why did they want it and they grafted so you didn't have to they want these things for you because they want you to be happy and to have freedom and choice and have a good life, a good standard of living. And so I think once you start to understand that the things that they want you to do or that that conform to all these standards for was for your well-being or so that you didn't have to struggle, if actually the way that you're living and, and living your life is actually preventing the struggle or allowing you to have the freedom they grafted or the happiness that they wanted for you you're doing it right there's nothing to feel guilty about I don't know if that makes sense or that resonates yeah. with you, Katie at all I think as well with the thing of like you know the pressure from from sort of older generations and things it's like you know yeah there's this idea of oh you're not supposed to love your work but I just feel like in this day and age we need to take joy where we can find it we need to take yeah. stuff that works for us where we can so like you know we might have it easier in some respects than our, our parents and grandparents in terms of actually yeah we you know we get the luxury of being able to choose the work that we do and choose work that we for the most part enjoy um and that's actually that's another source of guilt I think is that this idea of you're supposed to love your job so if you're ever like doing your you know any part of your work and you're not be feeling like you're dancing from the rooftops and you're like oh I feel really guilty I should be loving this but I don't but the reality is for most people even if they've in a job that they've chosen and they're really happy about there'll be times when you don't love it and that's okay um but going back to the thing about um parents and grandparents and stuff it's like 
um, yeah, you know, we've, we've got to choose the jobs, but there's a lot of stuff that's really hard for us, you know, like home ownership, for example, you know, um, especially for people who are even younger generations than us, it's so hard for them to get on the housing ladder compared to what our parents had. And, and you know, th- there are just different societal pressures on us. So we have more choice, but it's almost a bit overwhelming how much choice we have sometimes. Um, and, and I think there's some things that, that, people from previous generations had easier sometimes some things that we have easier and I don't think we need to necessarily feel guilty that that things have changed um I think like you were saying Michelle if you can show the benefits of how your lifestyle is working for you then that can help to reduce pressure from more traditional sources I think sometimes the problems come because we have a tendency to talk about the bad things more than the good things and so I think sometimes that pressure comes because if if your partner or parents or uh, you know other people in your life are sort of seeing the negative aspects of what you're doing then they, they just want the best for you and they they want to make sure that you're doing okay and so you might end up feeling guilty because they're saying oh you know we we, we want you to have a job that you love and we're not you know why don't you do this job instead and things but if you actually share more of the positive stuff I think that can actually help with some of that pressure if they can see that actually yeah I know know what this is really good and share share the benefits as well as the problems and that can take some of that pressure off yeah, and I think being open when you are struggling, but also because I was kind of guilty of not sharing the stuff when I was struggling and pretending everything was fine or not wanting to talk about it. But that uncertainty creates more issues. So I think if you could just open up and, and just communicate it and help people understand. So like I say, parents, my parents would, if I'm busy enough, have I got enough money? But as long as I can show them that I'm actually, I'm fine money-wise or I'm fine work-wise or that I'm happy with what I'm doing, then actually they're happy. So for them, happiness was finding a job. It was, you know, getting married, security, doing all that stuff. And for them, that was good advice. But for, yeah, for me, um, it, it's different. And expectations change as well. So um, I don't want to work with, for an employer, you know, until and then work really hard and then have retirement at the end. I Like you say, Katie, I want to kind of enjoy life now. While yeah. get find, find my joy where I can, which for them, it was different. They were sold a very different model of the world. So I shouldn't feel bad about about to, I shouldn't feel bad that I'm not doing what they did. What they did worked for them, but my situation is different. The world has changed. But also I shouldn't feel bad about having it better than other people either because that's what these changes in the world for. It was to create more choice, to create more freedom, to create better well-being. And actually our standard of living and our well-being generally has improved over the decades. So it'd be really daft to box yourself back into a set of rules that belong to, you know, 1970s 1980s it's just that we were supposed to feel good about that stuff yeah and a lot of the time as freelancers if we have got to the point where we are doing well and and and, and, you know and people you know if if you are feeling guilty that like actually you know sometimes I feel a bit like oh am I being too smug about oh I can go surfing in the afternoon and everything but actually like I've sacrificed a lot and I've done a lot to get to that point and so and, and you know there's a lot of freelancing that's really hard and so I think like that that kind of I shouldn't feel guilty about being able to do those things because I've made that happen and I've created that and actually if other people are jealous or bitter of that then that's their issue not mine and I think that's the yeah. other thing is it's it's kind of their 
people's perceptions. And I, you know, I've not had anybody who has been negative to me about it, but I worry that there are people that would do that. So I think I'm creating this kind of judgment and the guilt that isn't even real sometimes. Yeah, it's it's easily it's easily done. I think we were all brought up with a really strong idea of what we were supposed to do or what life was. Our, our whole education prepared us for finding an employer to go be loyal to, and this kind of career narrative that we were given. And and it may apply to some people, but it doesn't necessarily work for everybody anymore. In fact, I find increasingly when I go into businesses, um, they want training on remote working and they want training on um, help, a lot of companies who are now getting their their client their, their employees to hot desk and now they're employee their employees but they're now pretty much living and working in a similar way to freelancers and helping people make that adjustment is something that's really really key so yeah don't i mean yeah it, it's good to kind of focus on what's important and why you're doing it and i think if you understand your parents why and you understand your why i think you'll find the two are really quite well aligned it's just a case of doing that communication to bring them together now of course the other kind of guilt we feel is when we have a set of rules about the world or the way it should be and maybe despite our best efforts we haven't really lived up to it so maybe we didn't reply to that email or maybe we did miss that deadline maybe we we're not bringing the income in for our family we took that bold leap into the world and it hasn't paid off the way we wanted or maybe you and your partner are missing out on the holiday this year because you haven't managed to get enough income through the door and you might genuinely feel guilty that some area of your life is suffering and i think that just really goes back to what is the purpose of guilt and it is just that emotional nudge to tell us that we've fallen short of a standard now presume assuming it's not someone else's rule that you didn't sign up to Assuming it is your own standards, again, I'd still check and make sure that your own rules were reasonable because quite often we have high expectations of ourselves and um, I, we should be able to do it all. We should be able to have it all. And it's like, yeah, you that can't see this, but I'm Katie, nodding. Katie, I'm a time optimist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely nodding along to this. <laughs> yeah. So were our rules right? Did we have a reasonable expectation? And even about somebody, you know, like you were talking about being being sick, Katie, and I think we've talked about this in other episodes about planning for being sick. And a part of that is the planning element, but part of that is just accepting life throws us curveballs. So try and forgive yourself if you're doing that. If 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 uh, I know it's easier than dumb, but people get sick and that's okay. And um, people um, suffer mentally, physically practically logistically and and that's okay that's just life um and so if your rules are you should never get sick um or you should never make a mistake then again i'd go back and challenge your rules is is it okay to make a mistake and um it, it kind of really is you know we yeah. all do it uh, so there's probably that i think the other thing as well is if you if you have fallen short of a standard you're like do you know what i should have returned that call or yeah i made a poor decision and it's meant that we can't you know spend as much at christmas this year or something forgive yourself um i know it's easier said than done but it's where you shift your focus because you made the best decision that you could at the time as it comes back what's the purpose of guilt and it's just to tell you that you've you've fallen short of that rule or broken that rule or fall short of that standard so forgive yourself mate you made the best decision you could at the time and the only thing that you can do now is to learn from it so shift your focus from what you did and shift it to what you need to do so if your rule was you know i should be spending money more prudently and you generally have incurred a loss that has caused a standard of living that maybe you don't want then rather than focusing on what you did the bad decision focus on what you've learned and focus on what you could do to get it back so focus on what you can do 
to get take steps to get back to living in a, a way that's consistent with your rules or conducting your life in a way that gets things right whatever you perceive that to be and that's all it is it's just a nudge to let you know perhaps you need to make some tweaks to make sure you're living according to your values and your standards and once you get back on track there's nothing to feel guilty about so I don't know again Kate that would be my tip I don't know if that's useful in terms of your question or not yeah I think as well like sometimes we'll feel guilty because something goes wrong but actually we don't know what the long-term outcome of that thing going wrong is that could be the thing that saves our business in the future you know that the learning that we have from a little mistake could save us from making a huge mistake in the future um there's this parable that I'm kind of obsessed with now because I heard about it uh, a few weeks ago I'll try and I'll try and sort of say it right so there's um there's a a a, a old Chinese farmer and one day he goes down to the, the field and sees that one of his his horses has escaped and his neighbor says oh no such terrible luck and the farmer says maybe so maybe not and then the next day the horse comes back and it's brought two other horses with it and the neighbor says wonderful luck and the farmer says maybe so maybe not and then the next day, his son's riding one of the new horses, trying to tame it, and he gets thrown off the horse and breaks his leg. And the neighbor says, oh, terrible luck. And the farmer says, maybe so, maybe not. And then the next day, the military come through the village, rounding up all able-bodied young men to come and fight in the war. And of course, they can't take his son because he's got a broken leg. And the neighbor says, wonderful luck. And the farmer says, maybe so, maybe not, and so on. And so I really like that idea of we, even if in the short term, everything's looking a bit bleak or like it's gone wrong. We don't know what the long term trajectory of that route is going to be. So if you zoom out enough, it could be a little dip now, but that actually kind of goes down and then goes up again in the future. Um, we, we just don't know. So I think that's really helped me to get a different perspective on guilt because sometimes I think I've felt guilty because I've been like okay this has ruined everything you know that, that I'll go to extremes and be like oh everything is ruined now I feel so dreadful that I've ruined this thing and beating myself up about it but actually if I can try and say to myself but we don't know how this is going to work out in the long term this might actually be okay um then I think that that's really helped me deal with it yeah as, as it's also like a classic reframing one that's your classic coaching technique um but i was watching a coaching video uh with a guy working with a woman who'd incurred a lot of gambling debt and uh, she felt guilty because her family was struggling well they were struggling they were doing it but of course she now was she had overcome her addiction but she was still was saddled with the debt and she felt bad for her husband and kids that she was still you know the consequences of that decision was still with her and the way that she got round to to feeling okay with it or being able to feel a bit more energized by it was she said although this was an enormous amount of money she said the way she reframed it or the way she chose to view it was that some people paid that sum of money to get a university education um but she never went to university and she said well if i'd gone to university that's what i would have paid but i wouldn't have learned as much and i wouldn't be the person that i am now and now that i've learned what i've learned I consider this to be my university of life. This is the price I've paid for my education. So rather than focusing on the debt, she shifted her focus to what she had learned. And actually she then went on to create a business helping other people overcome gambling addiction and gambling debt. And, and actually turned out to be 
you know, part of her narrative, her story, which she was able to take on the road and tell and change the world for the good. So I'm not saying gambling, gambling debt is great, but once you've got it, <laughs> you can't make it magically disappear, even if you win the lottery, which is more gambling, which I would say is a really bad idea. Um, but that idea of just thinking, well, okay, we are where we are. Actually, the, the cost of that mistake, that was my education. And I think it's true. I mean, I, I started off doing a very different business when I first came self-employed. Um, I say weight loss products because I'd lost weight. Um, and I spent hundreds of pounds on that business. Now I earned some money back probably just about in profit but it wasn't the right business for me but the way I see it I learned about business what it is and actually what it isn't and what isn't a good business for me and what skills I don't have and I developed some skills now had I paid to go on an intensive business course I wouldn't have spent as much money on that course learning how to do it from a book as I would from actually having a go at running a small business. So at the time I was like, oh, we're spending money, spending time. Well, actually now I look back and go, do you know what? I learned so many things that now I found the business I want. I'm quid, you know, I'm quids in, I feel much better. So you can just focus on the guilt or you can focus on what you can do going forward. And I think that's that's the way you move beyond it for me. And I think financially as well, you know, you, you were talking about you'd put a lot of money into this initial business. And I think we have this kind of, um, what's that phrase? Um, um, sunk cost fallacy, where the idea of, oh, I've put this money in, therefore I have to continue down this road until I make that money back. Uh, you know, we have it in business, we have it in, in life as well of like, oh, well, I've bought this thing that I don't, now I've realized I don't really need or want, but I have to keep it and try and use it, even though it's not really suitable because I paid money for it. Um, and so I think that, again, that can, if we, if we keep going down that road and trying to sort of avoid feeling guilty, I think what I'm trying to say is avoiding, trying to avoid feeling guilty about one thing can lead us feeling guilty about another. So if you're trying to avoid feeling guilty about a financial bad decision, then you could end up feeling much worse because you're ending up working in, you know, doing work that you don't enjoy and feeling like you're not spending your time how you wanted it to and not doing it, not being as effective as you want to be. So I think just acknowledging actually, yeah, like I've made a decision. It didn't quite work out, but it's allowed me to do X, Y, and Z. So like we've, we've got a thing at the moment where we've realized we've just got loads of furniture and it's not going to really fit in our new house. And we were like, Ah, oh, so we've been, we've been feeling really annoyed with ourselves because we paid someone to move out of our old house. We paid someone to store it whilst we were living in our rental house. And then we're going to have to pay someone else to move it out of storage back into our new house, at which point we need to get rid of it because it doesn't fit. And so we were like, oh, well, that was really, really stupid of us to do that. And then we're like, well, we didn't know. We didn't know. And I think that's the thing. We're like, we didn't know until last week whether this house purchase was going to go through. It could have all fallen through. And then we might have ended up with a house where that furniture would have been perfect. And actually, part of me was a bit reluctant to sort of just, you know, sell it. Some of the things that we bought quite recently, like in the last year or two. And I'm a bit like, oh, it's so annoying to have to sell it for what I know will be a lot less than the market value than what we paid for it in such a short time. But do you know what? If we sell all that stuff, it will give us enough money to buy the one or two simple pieces of furniture that we want that will work really well in our house. And so, again, it's that kind of like, I feel guilty for spending that money on something that wasn't right. But actually, it's helped me to realise what I do want and what is working right. So I think that's definitely a good way of, of looking at it. Yeah, definitely. Like sometimes you can't know until after the fact. So don't focus on that. You, know, you just focus on what you can do. Like Kate, you said you had no way of knowing. And, and sometimes that guilt can you know get us into a position where we feel guilty maybe about something about money. But so then we take on work we don't like or enjoy. Like you say, we, we maybe went 
uh, freelance to do work we enjoy that's fulfilling that's engaging so that our partner or our family have a better person in their lives to hang out with but if you're allowing the guilt over money or time to make you take work you don't enjoy to meet an obligation which may or may not matter to your family they might end up with a miserable person and the guilt caused you to do the exact opposite of what you wanted so there is an opportunity cost for every moment we spend focusing on the guilt there's an opportunity cost of what we could have been focusing on instead and that's normally a valuable lesson it's normally steps in the right direction it's normally something that's going to make us happier so i think definitely think about yeah the sunk cost fallacy but also the opportunity cost to continue to focus on it i'd I'd suggest focus on guilt to the point where you understand the purpose of it and and what it what lesson it's teaching you and then once you've got that lesson take steps to 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 correct your course and the more effort you put in at that point the more hopeful you're going to feel and the more positive you're going to feel and hopefully uh, activate your reward center as opposed to that sense of threat or impending doom we get when we feel guilt about things yeah and i found that that actually for me pressure was really closely linked to guilt so like i was feeling under pressure that i put on myself really um, financially um, to, to bring in enough money. So um, I'm, I'm currently the, the, the main or the higher wage earner in our house while my partner um, is working on our joint business, which we just set up um, in December. So, you know, that's, that's growing. It's covering his salary, which is great. Um, but it's, it's still, you know, in its developing stages. So there is a bit more pressure on me to bring in the, the kind of, to make up the difference, to bring in the money to cover the house bills and everything else. And I realized that, yeah, I was, I was feeling really under pressure to bring in enough money. Uh, but then I had other projects that I wanted to work on, but I felt like I couldn't start working on them because it would take time away from working on my business. So what I decided to do, and this came out of a coaching session that I had with Michelle this week, was actually for the next three months, uh, so basically kind of going up towards the end of um, 2019, for the next few months, I'm just going to take on pretty much any work, even if it's not something that I would be really picky. You know, normally I'd be a bit more choosy. So I might take on projects that aren't quite as exciting as the ones I would normally want to work on or maybe aren't quite the kind of work I would want to do. But I said, for the next three months, I'm just going to take on as much work as I can in the short term to build up a buffer. Because I've I've sort of, with, with all of the house moving and everything, I've sort of eaten away at any kind of financial security blanket that I did have. And so I'm really conscious that's not there. And I think that's what's contributing to the pressure. And so, so that I don't feel guilty about money and how I'm spending my time and everything, I'm gonna try and build up that buffer. So I've got some money saved, which then from the start of next year, I will give myself permission to focus on other things knowing that I can still I have still got that money saved there so if I need if I if there's a month where I don't make anything I'll still be able to contribute towards the bills so that's how I'm I'm kind of tackling it um and I know because it's the short term I know I can cope with it um I wouldn't do it any longer than three months that's you know and and I don't you know I have a sort of vague number in my head but I'm just kind of do as best I can to get there and I'm not going to beat myself up if I don't meet the full target because even if I have some savings, that's better than none. Um, so that's kind of the approach yeah. I'm taking. Yeah, and it's, it's a good way, like I say, you're really focusing on 
the facts and you really find real clarity on what you're doing and why you're doing it and I think that that really helps as well because I think the other thing that, that you could easily do is you could feel pressure to bring in money for your family or partner or your household or you could feel uh, your business has to be a certain size or a certain profile to to please others but actually if you really tested those views with others your partner might say do you know what I don't care about the money you're happy or I don't care about the money um, we get to spend more time together or you know there's trade-offs and and sometimes people around you they don't care about that stuff as much as we think they do so I, th- I think it's great that you focused on facts and figures and, yeah. and, and also the purpose rather than being beholden to sticking to a set of rules that that aren't serving you and I think that's a great way to approach it yeah and I think for me how I work I, I actually really like rules so you know saying about how like you feel guilt if you're kind of not adhering to your your own rules or society's rules and sometimes I'll introduce rules quite deliberately to to um to, to kind of prevent myself from feeling guilty about stuff so like in the past I might have felt guilty about spending money on um like having like counseling or or doing something you know or, or going uh, going to like a swimming session or something where you know we kind of pay you, you pay to go and have like a supported outdoor swimming session and stuff and I might have felt guilty about spending that money and it's quite a drive away so it's petrol costs and everything else but earlier in the year me and Roland made a rule and we said if it's for health we spend it and it's, so it's really simple, yeah. but that's the rule now. If it's for health, we spend it. We have an emergency savings fund for health and, you know, cars breaking down and stuff like that. And so if there's something that we haven't budgeted for, but that it's to do with our health, then we just, we spend it. And that's really helped me because it's made me much more willing to try stuff and to, to yeah, like to, to kind of pay to go on activities where it'd be help, help my physical health. It's helped me with my mental health. Um, so I think think about what rules you can introduce so that you don't have to feel guilty about something. I think that's really helpful yeah. for me. I think giving yourself permission is a big mm. one. And I know that a lot of people talk about that, just giving themselves permission to have a break or to take some time off or to buy things that they need and, and, and to not to worry what they ought to do, but to, to, just, to, just to go a little bit easier in themselves. So be, be kind as, as opposed to, as to punitive towards yourself. Yeah. So, so Katie, I think we talked about guilt quite a lot there, quite a lot to discuss, to discuss as I think we, we said right at the beginning. Is there a sort of one takeaway from you when we were talking about that list of guilt? Any any one thing in particular which you're going to take away from this? I think actually something that you mentioned very briefly earlier that really resonated with me was we think a lot about and we feel guilty a lot about how we spend our time and our money. But we don't, I think tend to think of much about how we spend our energy and so I think that for me is is probably what I would focus on as, as the next thing of like okay yeah I energy should have and, and health and well-being kind of included in that should have as high a, a kind of pegging as money and time in terms of in terms of that so if I'm feeling like actually this is going to help my energy going back to my rule if it's health I spend it then if I'm spending less time on work in order to increase my energy levels, then that's okay. But I have to be honest yeah. with myself about when I'm doing it for procrastination and when I'm doing it for actual health benefits. That's the key. Yeah, a bit of a yeah, a bit of a balance between you know nurture and, and challenging yourself. At yeah, the same time. exactly. Yeah. What yeah. about I you? Think, I think. 
I think yeah, I think mine will be just yeah, just focusing on your on your why and just going back to what you have all these we we have these rules. You know, I should do this, I should do that. I found myself writing a to do list. Uh, oh, I really ought to do this. Or I really ought to do that. I really ought to update my website. I really ought to do such and such. I really ought to get onto that. And so, in a month or two later, I've done all the really important stuff, and I look back on the other stuff I was breaking myself for not doing. And I was like, why was that a thing that I even prioritised? It wasn't. I don't actually need to do I feel like I ought to do it but actually it's added no value to me or my business so I think yeah feel guilty just just go back to the really important stuff what you're doing it for and just satisfy yourself that you're doing the right things for the right reasons and to hell with any other external pressures just yeah stay in your lane I think that's the my takeaway and one to apply to myself yeah and I think actually just kind of picking up on what you said there it's that idea of in the long term, what are you going to feel more guilty about? Like, you know, if, if in like 50 years time or whatever, you're looking back, are you going to feel guilty for not sending that email? Probably not. Are you, you know, so it's no. like, what what's actually, you know, zoom out again and think of what's actually important in the long term. And um, yeah, are you more likely to feel guilty about um, missed, missed opportunities to spend time with family versus sending an invoice? You know, like, I think if you can manage, then try and work out how you can focus on what will matter in the long term. Um, cool. So yeah, so as, as always, we would love to hear um, how you deal with this particular problem. So how do you feel freelance guilt? How do you cope with it? What do you feel guilty about? Um, if there's anything in this episode you want to comment about, get in touch with us on Twitter. We are at 99problemscast on Twitter. So that's the number 99, problemscast as in podcast. Uh, so you can tweet us there. And also if you want to let us know any future problems you want us to tackle, um, we're kind of working our way through our list of 99. Um, so we're, we're on episode 40 now. So get, getting towards halfway. Um, so yeah, let us know if there's anything else that we can help you to to tackle and of course if you want to make sure you get the most up-to-date episodes subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and we will see you next time for another episode of 99 problems but a boss ain't one